Even oh look on private chat and he's gone to comments. Evening all, evening all, Nick, Danny, and Harry and Hi, Liz. Fresh meat, rage, rage. <clears throat> yes, Tranja, Tranja. My Tranja's just out of reach. I was would have grabbed it. Oh, bugger! Why did I move it? It's there. This little it should never be out of reach. No, I know. Never be out of reach. The Tranja. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not <laughs> as as usual. I am in no way prepared for this weekend's event. Um, oh dear. So I'm we're one down, by the way. Let's get that out of the way quickly. Andy is stuck at work doing yes, very important things, dressed as Tango Man. So we uh, we bid ad, uh, Andy adieu, and we will see him next week. Hopefully, he might. He said he might try and get on later on if he can. Um, but yeah, he's at work at the minute doing very very important things with robots. Digest that as you will. <laughs> you have to wonder. So he is making a robot with a hand, and you have to wonder. Hmm. <laughs> a, a hand with just a forward and backwards motion. Yeah, I so also like to be... think. He's well, I think personally, it's a hand that. to assist in the cocking of a shotgun. That's yeah. why I think the. the hand's doing. What else would it be for? Well, exactly. Yeah. So you could yeah. rapidly cock the shotgun. Yeah. Firing many, sometimes, many rounds. Sometimes it's two hands to cock two shotguns at once. Double shotgun, yeah. You could just hold the both shotguns and then the, the other two, the two robot hands. Oh, can't keep up with the, the amount of. And sometimes you want to you want to cock the shotgun of the person behind you. <laughs> or the person behind you might want to reach around and cock the shotgun for you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a there's a plethora of things. This this uh, I don't know how we got onto that. All we said was Andy was running late and he might not be on tonight. Going into uh, shotgun cocking robots. Hi, James. Hi, James Marvelous. C. Uh, hi, Damien. Speaking of transit, did you use those mess tins, Lance? Do you know what, mate? I didn't, but I am going to take it along with me this weekend to the AI 500 because I want to do a comparisonio, not with a, um, with me old transit mess tin, and I want to do a little like a boil water test with a transit and uh, like a, my Crusader cup. Oh, you can do science. I will be doing some science this weekend because we have got downtime on lab, Saturday though. evening. So I'll, I haven't got a lab coat. I'll, I'll, I'll oh, pop past fries and see if I can nick we'll a book. We'll lab coats for when we do science and testing and shit. For when we do science. <laughs> I want one of those um, head straps that's got the huge lamp that comes off of it, like Egon would wear in Ghostbusters. Although you don't, don't like it. Ghostbusters, so you wouldn't know about that. I don't know. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I'll the, the, tell you what, Rage, what I did do, mate, is you could pack a little bit, a little, quite a bit of kit into that uh, little mess tin. I've got... Uh, a main meal, like a rat pack boiling in the bag meal. I've got a dessert, like a sticky toffee pudding or something there, ginger pudding. Uh, a little bit of a brew kit in there. Um, so waterproof matches, uh, a little uh, BCB hexy stove, and a couple of dragon fuel gel cells. So that's like contained within that one little tin, which is over there. I can't get to it. Um, you can get like a brew kit, uh, a main meal, a dessert, and your cooking stuff all in that little. It was not even the size of a utility pouch. It's probably, I'm not joking, the tin is probably about the size of my iPhone. That's the Biggie 12 Pro one. Yeah, wicked. Well, happy with that. So I shall be doing the science this weekend. Science. I might, I might even actually take part in the in the event. I might just sit at the Mabasha doing science all day. I know, I, I, I know to be fair, that you are a bit hesitant about this event. I mean, I'm not, no, I'm not hesitant at all. I, I'm going right, to so take you're going it out with value. open minds, but to be fair, I am indeed. Do, yes, you do have some slight preconceptions. I think. Uh, safe to be fair. 
yeah, I've just, I've just, I've just not been to one before, so I don't know what to expect. You know, when you get a, um, when you do a mill sim or a, like a battle sim or, or a, um, like a, like a film sim sort of thing with like the Octo guys, you get like a pre storyline, what's sort of happening and this, that, you know, whether it is one for this that I haven't seen yet, I've not seen one. So I'm, all I'm familiar with is that there's some teams. Yeah. And we are on one side. And there's uh there's other teams doing other things. So I'm I'm not too sure as to if there's a storyline or what's expected of us as a as a side, if you like. Whereas you get to an event where you've got PMC, JTF, uh some rebel sort of force or whatnot, you know, nine times out of ten the rebel force are being an insurgency or something, then you've got the PMC coming in, working for whoever pays the most dollar. JTF are there to even stop the bad guys or do a recce. Whereas this one, I'm not sure what's expected of us. So I'm apprehensive there. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, all the boys will be down there, so we're going to have a great time. Regardless, yeah. it's going to be yeah. good. And I'm only using my MP5 this weekend because my, my other two guns are away. I'm running my MP9. One. Ooh, MP5. I'm running MP5. Oh, friends. We're going to have to kick every door in and be like, it's the MPs! Yeah. <laughs> Double shotgun. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, um, it's the gas blowback one I've got. It's the um, uh, ASG MP9. Um, but I can't find the hop adjustment tool. So, because well, I bought this one secondhand, I don't Is that know the really long came... Allen key? Or... No, it's a little tiny one, but it's a little plastic thing that slots into the, um, the when you open the bolt, the, the bolt carrier moves back, and there's a little um, adjustment ring in there. So you can do it with your finger, but it's going to be a lot easier to actually have the tool. But because I bought it secondhand, I don't think it came with the tool. Uh, and would you like to guess how much the tool costs to have it imported from the US? $29.99. $60. Jesus H. A tiny bit of plastic. The thing's only like $8 itself. Um, oh, get get, um, get Harry to make you one. Be fine. Uh, to be fair, I was going to ask Harry to make you one, but I can't find any modeling files for it. <laughs> I thought, you know... Is it, is, it just a, is it just a hex key or an Allen key? No, what it's it? like a little special tool thing. It's um, What's yeah, the end it's... of it look like? Is it hexagonal? Is it a, is it a security type uh, key? It's lock? a circle with little... Um, like notches in it, so it's it clicks into the. Uh, the yeah, so it's adjustment. a security bit. So it's like a little, you, you can get them. No, it's not. That's, no. that's security. No, that's a security hex tool. Uh, that's the, not, that's um, an Allen, Allen key. key. That's an Allen key. Well, it's not. It's not an Allen key. It's a security one. But no, it's not. Um, who is Allen, and how did he manage to get all yeah, these? Yeah, why has he made all these keys? Why can't he just get one key to fit one bloody lock? Fool. It's like. Dragon's Den is like, hi, my name's Alan. I've invented some keys, and I've already got a deal with IKEA. So, uh... yeah, so whatever. So I don't care if you give me anything or not. Anyhow, come no, on, we're, we're digressing. Let's get in some. We've got some people in the chat here. Yeah, so people are talking. People are talking. So uh, James C says, "Moon minutes and the streams already degenerated into innuendos." Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> Andrew Taylor says, "Evening from the apps this week." Oh, hi, nice. Very nice. Too. Literally, hi. <laughs> hi. Yeah. yeah. Ah, boom. 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 I'm hilarious. <laughs> uh, hi Mike. Uh, Ray says you could get the burner in there as well. Uh, yes, you could, mate. You can. You, that transier would sit. Oh, would it sit in there? Yeah, I think it probably would do, mate. Because the lid doesn't sit inside flush with the actual main pot. The actual lid sits a proud. It clicks onto it, but you still get a bit of lid space. If you know what I mean. I reckon. Yeah. Transier, I reckon missing, you would. 
Chandra obviously the trick not bringing out a gas burner as well. No, it's not. No, they shouldn't. They should leave it as it is. <laughs> It'll be like a proper old school. Oh, I've gone blurry. It'll be like a proper old school gas burner. It's like some sort of like comes with like steampunk goggles and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poot, poot, ready. <laughs> <laughs> Harry says the doctor's head thing is just a mirror. They're only three ninety nine. Apparently, okay. Oh well, for science, let's do that. I want one of the big like the googly eye thing. I'll tell you what, if anyone ever sends us some proper serious thing to like review, we need to we need to like dress the part. Full science everywhere. <laughs> lab. Just clipboards and the lab coats. Clab. Yeah, yeah. Bunsen burner and a, and a selection of test tubes with fucking nothing to do with what we're doing, just there. <laughs> James, James C says, Are you chatting about the transient best tins that you can see? Uh, they're sometimes used for survival tins as they are much more uh, such a versatile item. Absolutely are, mate. Yes, it's the one that's got the little fold up uh handle with the heat shield on the handle now. It's like a little new bit they've added to it. Um yeah, wicked. Wicked little bit of kit. Love that. Yet to try it. Still fresh. Still box fresh, man. So nice. Uh Rage says, is that not three events in five weeks? You've been to you two. Uh yeah, you two. Hey, your partners must fucking love you. So it's only two for me. You had the SEO one, didn't you? I went to SEO and then the following week I went to Gladius and then I had a break and I worked a weekend and then I'm going to AO500 this weekend. I'm, I'm not in the bad. You, but... pro- you properly look like a little naughty schoolboy. You said you're like. I know, I know. But I, yeah, so I did SEO, and then I did Gladius, and then I worked all weekend the following weekend after that, and then which was the weekend just gone, and then this weekend I'm going to AI 500, and then the weekend after that, I'm not doing anything. I'm staying at home. I'm spending time with my family. <laughs> I won't. My wife will give a smile break. <laughs> oh yeah, actually no, sorry, love me. Me and Mike are going out the piss. Uh, no, you're not. No, no, we're going out for a spa break. <laughs> Yeah, lovely. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, Harry says, send me a photo and I'll knock one up for you. I, I will I will get in touch, Harry. Uh, James C said, card. I'm sure someone can 3D print one. Tom from AATV could model it for you and I'd wager he could do it cheaper. That's the thing. I just need to find one that I can then... Are they, are they specific to the to the gas blowback rock weapon that, in question? Or could you yeah. use one from another gas blowback? No, so they are specific for the MP9. Like they're the KWA KSC. Anyone uh, going to AI 500 this weekend has got an MP9 with a little stupid tool that Mike could borrow because he's lost his one because he's an idiot. Yep. That's what we need to do. Let's put that out there. And then, genuinely, if you can sell them, because I've found so many websites online of people that are out of stock in the God. UK, mm. and you could make them and then sell them on. So, if anything, I'm I'm presenting you a business opportunity. Business opportunity. <laughs> that sounds like the PP news. Um, what did you buy? What I was going to go like that week? business opportunity and turn my light back off, but you've ruined it for me. Sorry. <laughs> what have you bought this week? Do you know what I bought this week? I bought something Audi this week. I bought a car battery charger, car slash motorcycle battery charger. Because uh, I'm redoing, I'm doing my, my workbench out at the back of the garage. So once I've got my power run out there, I could trickle charge the Warrior, keep it topped up. The battery is not the best in it anymore, so I do need to get a new battery at some point. Um, so if it is flat on a very cold morning, I have got my a brand new car battery in the boot, some jump leads, so I just push, and it fires up straight away, beautiful. But I'm going to keep a, I'm going to run that out there and keep a trickle charge. Twelve ninety nine, twelve ninety nine, awesome, wicked bit of kit. So I've charged my spare battery, which I keep in the back of the truck for jump starting. Brought that in, give it a nice slow charge overnight. Perfect, beautiful. So I'm going to be running power out there. Probably the weekend I'm supposed to be spending all the time with the wife and kids. I'll spend it in the garage building and. Drilling through walls and running power cables, but at least you're at but, home. But I'm at home. <laughs> I am in the footprint of our area. 
no complaints <laughs> can be made. You're within the virtual fence before the, it sets the old uh, foot yeah. alarm off. Yep. <laughs> so there we go. So I got that, and I got great news. Really, really um, made my day. This is so my old poo chair. Um, I did a wild overnight camp uh, after Christmas, I think it was. Anyhow, flames. Uh, the the wind picked up a bit. I stood up out my chair, and the wind caught the back of the chair, pushed it forward, and the top corner of it fell into the embers of the fire, and it melted and broke. And well, it didn't break the metal frame of the chair, but it melted the top portion that holds it in place. So it sort of like rendered it useless. Um, I swiftly got a new one for Christmas from my father, which was very very kind of him. Um, and I was just looking at this frame of the Kamui chair, which is basically this. So this is what's made by made by Kamui. Little, it's a, it's a wicked. They're wicked chairs, really good. Um, and I thought, I wonder if they sell just the material part of the chair. So I jumped online, found out, went to their main site, contacted them, uh, got a response back, um, and they said, "I'm sorry, do it. Unfortunately, we don't stock just individual parts for it." Blah blah blah. blah. And I, I responded, "Okay, it's no worries at all. It's fine. I just want to check. So I've got the spare metal frame here. It's a great chair. I have got another, bought another one since because they're that good." And then I get another email back saying. Uh, it does come with a year's warranty, but yours ran out. Obviously, you bought it in 2019, which is next now run out. Well, so However, setting it on fire, warrant warranty. Well, no, it's just accidental damage, isn't it? It's just one of them things. Um, but the, the actual lady um, called Yumi, who who started this company up, she's like an outdoor explorer-esque type person, loves it. Um, she sent me a lovely email back. So, you know, thanks for your kind words about our product and that. She goes, um, uh, can you send me your uh, home address so I can get a, another chair dispatched to you? I was like, well, I was not asking for that, but yeah, absolutely great. And then, lo and behold, this week, we're supposed to be here tomorrow, but I got my, um, they sent me a brand new one free of charge, which I was really grateful nice. for. Obviously, that's not going to happen all the time for people, but, you know, I've got my MTP one and I've got my OD green one back now, which was my original colour, which I've got. So yeah, that completely made my day. I was really chuffed with that. Um, so I didn't buy it as such, but I got that. So yeah. Les says, uh, I also sent my poo chair back after having it for a year. As you may remember, they told me to send it back, and today I've got a brand new one also. Ah, look at that poo chair friend. Poo chair friend. That's weird. Just Ryan says, evening lads. Evening lads just finished weapon cleaning and satin spoons for food listening. Nice. Enjoy. Enjoy dinner. What's that? I need weapon spoons now. Food listening. Oh, I what that's like. Just like going in rub a cheeseburger against your ear. Oh, yeah, you don't so. rub it. It, it. It's all to do, you know, the, the bullshit procedure there is with like tasting wine. It's the same thing, but with food. Like, oh, oh so you the, like the, you have to hear what the chili sings to you. Oh, I see. So like you bite the burger a little bit and then just spit it into a bucket. Yeah. Next one. You spit it. You spit it in someone's ear. <laughs> yeah. Should we, yeah. Like soup. This is the house soup. I'll try. That. <laughs> How did that sound? Brilliant. <laughs> Hi, Kenny and Silly Gunny. Um. Damien says he bought an Odin parachutist keyless smock, which uh, looks quite smart. I actually just, um, while you were talking about your poo chair. Um, Ooh, I think it's because we were talking up. about things we purchased. In oh, look at that. That's wonderful. It's pretty nice because it's um, windproof and waterproof, apparently. Yeah, nice, man. Oh, just windproof. Windproof? I thought you said it was waterproof. Ooh. Looks nice, though. Good like chair. it, mate. Like it. Um, I did also just want to that. point this out. This is the uh, this is the little key for the um oh, uh, the MP9. It's very distinct, isn't it? Yeah. So I it's not. I know. I know full well it's not like a Torx 
Alan Kay or whatever, whatever we were talking about. That's that's the why thing. They, why does it have to be that though? Why can't it be? A I fish? know it's such a pain. <laughs> that's ridiculous. I'm sorry, but that's shame on whoever made that glass blowback. ASG, shame on you. Why isn't that a hex key bit or a fucking normal security standard security bit that you could purchase anywhere? Yeah. Bl- blithering idiots. Right. <laughs> yeah, I actually bought a couple of things this week. So um, uh, the most, the more exciting of the two was I got a following on from last week. I bought the Vertex, uh, Vertex, Vortex, um, Spark AR. Uh, nice So. <laughs> it's quite funny to say Vertex. I genuinely spent 10 minutes looking up Vector. vector. I was looking up Vector Optics because I was like, oh, yeah, I, need, I, I definitely need a new optic. And I, I, I have, having, had on the mod, having had them on the podcast, I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. And I was just like, because I gonna look up Vector. Name wrong. And it's a company. It's a company called Vector that make optics. I was like, these don't look the same and they definitely don't have like the Vector branding on. Or what I was expecting to see, I was like, I don't think this is right. It took me. I had to go back in and watch the podcast to get the name of. Um, oh, you donut! Absolute donut. Vortex. Vortex. They're called Vortex. 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 It's quite easy. Um, the other one I bought. The other one I bought was uh, this. So this is a little lens cover for my uh, Claris XT10. This is actually for the XT11. So <clears throat> what, what this basically just sits over the end of the torch um, and is designed. Uh, this 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 particular model is a little glass insert that sits as like a little rubberized um, O-ring on the inside, um, and it's designed as a light diffuser. So basically, it just diffuses light, so you're not blinding people bluntly. Um, mm. I actually have a screw-in lens uh, that actually attaches to the torch, which got shot out. And the reason I've got it on there is a sacrificial lens for the main torch. Um, but the little lens caps are quite expensive, so I bought this on the theory that I can actually pop that little glass lens out and potentially put some perspex or something in there. Um, yeah, but, uh, a little bit more. What's it, um, a polycarbonate or something? Yeah, something just a bit more beefy. Um, I need to just the honeycomb. Check how to actually attach that. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the benefit with this is the fact I can actually put something proper solid on there. So the honeycomb, obviously, if the honeycomb gets damaged, honeycomb's a lot harder for me to replace than just a little disc of plastic or something. Yeah, true, mate, true. Um, so that's what I thought. So... That was only eight quid off of the eBay, so I was quite chuffed with that. Um, yeah. Those yeah, are my right. purchases. Very nice too, sir. Very nice too. Chris from Vector would not be happy. <laughs> Chris from Vector would not be happy. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I really hope there's a Chris from Vector. There's Chris and from Vita, Vortex and, and Chris from Vector. Vic Vortex wouldn't be very happy. <laughs> Ray says Vector optics are actually not bad. I have an LPVO on my TM's gun. Oh, okay, cool. Fair play. Nice. Well, I mean, this is the thing. They didn't look bad, but I was like, I don't think that's Just quite completely the wrong company you were looking for. <laughs> this is not the company you're looking for. This is not the company <laughs> you're looking for. Um, so, yeah. Uh, James C., uh, in terms of the smock, uh, waterproof. One of the lads had one on exercise, absolutely pissing it down. He was bone dry. Goes down to minus five in its own, and with the insert, it can go down to minus 20. That's Fair not bad play. for an £85 price point. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That's a good brand. Keyler's a good brand, mate. Yeah. I might have to look into that. Mm. Oh, evening, John. There's John there from one of the SEO mills. One of his first times out. John McLaughlin there. Good gentleman, gentleman. Okay, quick question, because I've just found this on the same website. Um, would you ever buy that? What is this? Is that ah, one of the, Hang on. Is this one of the tactical hoodies that's got built-in fucking mag pouches? 
Uh, no, no. So this is this appears to be, from my understanding, a jacket which goes over the top of like the lower half, uh, the upper half of a plate carrier. If you you see, that's the sort of I think that's the plate carrier in there. So the plate carrier would extend underneath, so you can whack this over the top. It's got sleeves, but it yeah. still allows you access to your front mags. Got a little um, panel. Because I've seen these before, and this is I think it's just an interesting little debate question as to whether. I guess so. But I mean, obviously the zip go. I mean, I'm. I'm gesticulating with my cursor on my screen here. No one else can see that. But obviously, the zip goes top to bottom and it finishes at the top of their mags there. So what actually keeps the jacket gathered around the... I think it looks like there's a draw cord. Oh, I see. I'd imagine there's like an elasticated draw cord or something in there. Right. I think, yeah, maybe. Or there's some Velcro. Maybe it attaches to the side of the rig at the front. I just wonder, I wonder what the two, like the bottom two parts that would normally be zipped up are doing. Mm. What are they doing there? That's a concept, isn't it? I can't yeah. knock it really. I haven't tried it, so you know, you, def you definitely uh, have to wear it with a plate carrier, though. You couldn't just cut about, you know, <laughs> just got to pop down a shop because we're barely hanging out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, when I get some more money, that's what my we're guts, gonna be doing. My guts, the eating, <laughs> my guts eating the lower portion hurtless. of my jacket. <laughs> oh, uh, ah, yeah, so, um. Just quickly, uh, Harry said, are you both not doing the Octo 8 at the end of the month? Sadly not. I cannot push my luck too much, Harry, if I want to can maintain the current health I have. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. I'm, I'm trying to restrict to sort of one a month. So I would do, with, but with... I just can't push my luck, mate. I can't push my luck. Yeah. The Legion one for me was in March. This one's in April, so that's fine. It's not too bad that they're close together. But Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Harry says that half jacket I'd rather be seen getting out of the back of a sheep. What with the half jacket on or off? <laughs> I suppose that again, again, there's another situation that would come into its own, wouldn't it? Because essentially you're replacing a plate carrier with the rear of the sheep so that your jacket will keep you snug as a bug. Yeah, that'd work. Give it a go, Harry. Let us know. What photographs, <laughs> yeah. otherwise it didn't happen. <laughs> and it's just tactical feather power. <laughs> uh, and Ray says, and as I said to you, Mike, they, they aren't that much cheaper than the Vortex optics. So those are the vector optics. Vector and Vortex. Yeah. Vector and Vortex. Bodger and Badger. Bodger and Badger. Right. Oh, what are we going to talk about? We're talking about Legion this week. So We're obviously, Gladius bloody five. It was brilliant. <laughs> so we were it? both at we were both at uh, Legion Airsoft events. Gladius five. So that was two weeks ago now. Um, two weeks, week and a half, whatever. Um, it was a good weekend. It was definitely a good weekend. Yes, uh, it was fantastic. Should we start? How, how, what's the best way to approach this as a debrief, do you reckon? Well, should we uh, just roll from, from the, from the end and work our way back? Okay. <laughs> so I had to clean out more than one person's bunkhouse because nobody knows how to... No, come on, stop. <laughs> Let me get in. Don't be silly. Don't be silly. No, it's on and all that, it's the usual, isn't it? For, the, for that sort of event, it was all clear and concise. Yeah, your nay. I do like, I do like with Legion the the. Um, I mean, I don't know. To be fair, I'd be interested to see what Rage thinks of this. I, I don't know what Op Four get in terms of like pre-briefing documents because I've never done an Op Four role for this event. Yeah. Um, but I know for the um, uh, kind of NATO Blue Four side um, that you get a lot of. Uh, I all bats and maps and kind of briefing documents and stuff like that. Uh, yes, we would get to that rage. 
the uh, the grenade. <laughs> oh yeah, from, oh. The, from the from the from the peaceful onlookers. Yeah, and then out comes a grenade. How original. Um, <laughs> yeah. So no, it was good. It was good. I mean, I, 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 Legion events are always good. I always feel like I've got kind of just the right level of information for that. It's kind of concise and clear. Um, yeah, you're not you're not bom- events, you're not bombarded, are you? No, some events are a little bit rogue in terms of trying to give you too much information. Um, I feel that that's that's probably similar to AI. I'm I'm, I'm going to name a name, but AI 500. I'm finding that there's kind of lots of bits of pieces of information floating around it. It doesn't all seem to be in sort of one one place. Um, mm. Yeah, which is fine. It's not a problem, but it's just it's it's harder to find that information basically. Um, yeah, we obviously rocked up on the Friday night. I had a uh, cheeky barbecue. That was all right. That was delicious. Lovely. Yeah. Mr. We, we don't barbecue at every Milson we go to, but this was just like the pre pre event. Yeah. Because we were all there on the Friday night. Because it doesn't really start until the Saturday, does it? No. And it was quite nice. It's the first time all of us have been back together in a long time. Um, well, I say a major, three quarters of our of our team. Um, and then we had the, the company of uh, uh, Danny, Wayne, and um, Mr. Brewer. We joined our section for the for the weekend, which was fantastic. So we loved having them along. It was brilliant. Um, and it was nice. Yeah, nice to just have that Friday night, just sort of catch up, chew the fat, um, eat some barbecue food. And then Mike came out and said, fucking hell, you weren't kidding you one of the barbecue, was you? I was like, yeah, we don't, don't do things by ours, mate. <laughs> so it was nice, yeah. So we got, yeah, obviously drove into the main fob, offloaded all the kit, parked the vehicles up, and then we shifted them out in the morning out of the, out of the game zone because obviously the fob was in play. We did everyone's vehicles, didn't want them in there. Uh, got our heads down at a reasonable hour. Well, most of us did. Most of us were awake for a bit longer than what they should have been, but there we go. Right, so we were told categorically from the start of the event, make sure you use all of your downtime as downtime. Don't don't start playing hero and sort of, you know, trying oh, to run yeah, around. I could plough on for it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I just I just made use of the fact that every time I got a spare five minutes, I was... This is I, before the event. This is before the event. Yeah. But to be fair, my weekends are my rest time. So mm. I am. Um, I got help for There was a bit of snoring going on. Somebody here couldn't get to sleep because of the sound. So somebody here ended up grabbing their cot out the back of the truck and sticking it outside under the stars when it was minus three overnight. So just slept out there in his bivy bag with his, uh, with his snug pack. Stoss you bag. loved it. And it was beautiful. It was the, you loved it. I laid there at a clear sky, a full canopy of stars, a little frosty beard. It was it was very nice. Yes, I had a lovely night's sleep. I don't know what you might. Oh, oh you sounded like you did. <laughs> you must admit, yeah, you did sound like you had a lovely night's sleep. Yeah. Rage says, um, so they got a storyline and uh, a timetable for when they would be Civ Pop and when they would be Insurgents, and then just a bit of a briefing on the morning of the event starting, basically telling us how to be. Oh, okay, cool, nice, yeah, like that, nice and simple, yeah, perfect, mate. I like this yeah. idea of the timetable of like you know, like alarm going off. Oh, Insurgency time. <laughs> 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 That's cool. I like that. Yeah, nice. I wonder if it's that rage. Is that like a on like a rotational period? Is it like so like a like three hours on, three hours off, or much not too dissimilar to like our taskings as JTF sort of thing where you do like a stag defense, patrols, or a mission tasking or something like that, like throughout the day, or is it is it sort of broken up over different time periods? I'm guessing. Yeah, that'd be cool to find out that if you can, mate. That'd be good. Um, yeah. So the Friday night, Saturday, Saturday morning, then we started prepping kit. Well, a lot of it we prepped pre- prior to the event, um, which was good. So we didn't have a lot of running about headless chickens in the morning. Um, everyone was pretty squared away. You know, mags were already bombed up. 
kit was pretty much ready to go. Comms were sorted the Friday evening whilst barbecuing, which was good. Uh, the comms were brilliant all weekend. Um, I didn't have any issues with my comms. Um, big shout out to Mike Splatpup, Pete Brewer. Um, oh yeah, Captain James was on point so. with, his, uh, with his tough book and and the uh, and the chirp and the chirp um, app programming radios in that for us. That was brilliant. Yeah, it's really good, mate. Captain Splatfuck in the house, yo. <laughs> I mean, it was quite funny because he's sitting there, he's like his little rugged laptop and chirp. He's just like, I'm going to program everyone's radios. It was great. It's good. He doesn't sound like that. I'm going to program. I think he was, I think he was towards the end. I think he was getting a bit annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, of course, yes. Yeah. Mr. Brewer's absolutely right, Mr. Mins as well. And, and yourself, Mike, the three of you there. The three radio amigos. I didn't really do loads. It was more than all the other two, but. It was all yeah. very impressive. It was very impressive. So yeah, all the comms were, were cracking throughout the weekend. It was really good for a change. There's normally a gremlin in the works uh, when it comes to comms at airsoft events and stuff like that. But uh, touch wood, we'll get to, mm. we'll get the same this weekend with a bit of luck. Uh, so I mean, the um, old we get obviously started the, the proper event started with them. Um, we have had a briefing, mm -hmm. uh, sort of a full full team briefing. Um, then they brought the TL, as I believe, into sort of a TL briefing to go obviously run through the various taskings. And then yeah. we were out on the ground, weren't we? Straight away. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, so we carried out one of the first foot patrols into the town, uh, sort of rubbing shoulders with the villagers as such. Um, literally walked straight into an IED, potential IED threat. So we got the local bobbies to cordon off the area, called in the, the OD team, uh, put in a cordon, uh, set a perimeter, waited for the OD team to turn up. Um, it was a false alarm in the end, but you know that's what we were tasked to do: keep our eyes open, any threats to report them, any threats to to the local populace, and that this, that, and the other. So that's what we've done. Uh, continued on our patrol. Um, the police got waylaid, and we could only we could only go through the village with a police escort at that time, during the at that particular point of the event as it just started. Uh, the police got waylaid on doing something else, processing something. So we had a we took a wide berth, didn't we, Mike, around the outer flanks of the village back behind the railway line, down through the forest, or through that wood block. And we happened, <laughs> we, uh, on our patrol, we happened across an enemy uh, mortar position, which was uh, swiftly dealt with. We found with. an IED, but what we thought was an IED first, it turned out to just be a blue barrel. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what the police cordon was, but it was obviously the false alarm. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so once after that, we cleared the town without a police escort, so we went all the way around the outer perimeter, so we didn't want to, you know, get anybody upset that the that uh, NATO forces were there without a police presence in the village. So we went completely out of the village boundary uh, through, you know, open area, if you like, uh, through the woods in the end, happened across the uh, uh, two individuals, two suspect-looking reprobates with a with an 81mm mortar tube and a box of ammunition. So they were detained and dealt with. Uh, and then we continued our patrol back to the, to the main fob for a debriefing and that. And it was good. You know, every time we came back in, we went straight in for, team leaders went straight in for debriefs. Not that I, was, I wasn't I was the team leader, but Mr. Kettles and Mr. Brewer between them uh, with their two ICs, David and uh, Wayne, sort of squared us all away for the weekend, which was cool. And so they're going for their debrief. Um, any handovers they were doing, they'd hand over to the other next team leader and what have they seen out on the ground, this, that and the other. Yeah, so it was cool from that respect. Yeah, first the first uh, little patrol was nice. Enjoyed it. It's just good to be back at the site. It's fantastic. I love it there. Mm. Really good. Rage said, um, those lads playing the coppers did an absolute grand job. They did. They did. They Absolutely, little, Rage. little green car with all the, uh, the branding and stuff on it. And... It's brilliant. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's good. They, they they go all out for it for their for their police role. It's fantastic. Yeah, no, it's great seeing him there. He's got a cheeky. The chief's always got that cheeky smile on his face, and you're not quite sure whether he nice. likes you. Or he's going to shoot you in the face. Are you being sure? No idea, mate. What? So, um, obviously, the the blue four have the ROE, which is the rules of engagement. Um, so it's very kind of particular as to what you can do. Um, I think the ROE for us was a case of you, know, you can't really fire unless they've got a weapon or a firing back at you. So even if you see a weapon, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're a bad guy. Exactly. Um, it could be a hunting trip. It could be anything like that. Yeah. So be very, very careful with uh, you got to really pick your battles, haven't you? When it yeah. comes to that, bite your tongue a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> going, um, but it's good because I know a lot of the op four, um, obviously kind of get into their role. There's a lot of role play with it. Um, is that kind of constant sense of hostility, <laughs> which is really hard because, like, it's blue for like, I mean, I'm quite like, I'm quite an amicable person. If someone comes up to me and wants to have a chat, I'll quite happily have a chat with them. But at the yeah. same time, because a lot of the, the opera are all running around potentially grenades and pistols on them, like, it's like, oh, I don't want it, I don't want you to kill me. <laughs> yeah, I really want to chat with you, but I don't want to die yeah. at the same time. So, there was one guy that came up to me and he was like, Oh, I really like you. I really like your stoner. Yeah, my mate's got a stoner. Can I have a look? I was like, Nah, back off two meters away. Stay away from me. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, like, yeah, Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, mate. I just wanted to have a look. I was like, oh, No, I'm really sorry as well. I'll, be, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm sorry, sorry. I'm going to be your friend. Um, oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, Ray says you could get a license from the coppers to carry a weapon. So. There we go. See. Yeah, it's good stuff. And I think they had little ID cards as well, which is quite cool. Yeah, it's cool, mate. It's, yeah, wicked. I loved it. I, loved it. There, I found on this event there was a lot more interaction with the police and police, the civvy pop and bits and bobs like that. It was it was really well set up how it was run and orchestrated mm. as such. Yeah, it's cool. I liked it. Very nice. Yeah. And then, yeah, basically it all just slowly just accelerated sort of order and sort of law just broke down. Just mm. became a... There was, there was more, mean, there, so it got to the just, point where there was more insurgency. It a skirmish, doesn't it? But it, it, it's it's that build-up and the storyline behind it. So it's not just, oh, let's run mm. around with guns. It's, That's it, yeah. I mean, I mean obviously, they had the, the specific mission taskings during the event as well. You know, like certain buildings you'd have to go and take, search, um, sort of like night raids and things like that going on, uh, which is always great fun. You know, fantastic. You know, the, the, the amount of the hits we got at our Sangers at night time, you know, the, the, the amount of times the FOB got hit was brilliant. Loved all that. You know, we had mortars coming in, tag rounds. It was just, it was just wicked. It was just brilliant. You know, the amount of times people just shouting "stand to" or getting under hard cover because you had mortars coming in, people running across the open square into the buildings and stuff. Yeah, it was, it was wicked. It was wicked. I'm glad that Op Four spent all that money on pyro because uh, <laughs> I enjoyed every single bit of it. I was like, "Yes, come on, this is brilliant! Look at the bangs going off." Yes. <laughs> Fresh Ray says, I lost count of how many times I got blown up. When 2-1 Delta got wiped at the Alamo Saturday night, the sheer amount of pyro that came over the wall at us was mental. Brilliant. It sounded it sounded really bad where, where I was stood in the safety of my... Yeah. Number in, two. I was all right. Eating lunch and having a, having a yeah. hot drink. <laughs> I was like, do you suppose they're getting hit? <laughs> I think they are, you know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, talking to pyro, you know, we, we, can't, we can't not talk about Paul's grenade throw, which... Oh, it was so frustrating. The QRF, we got we got called out as the QRF um, mm. to assist with a vaccine centre. Um, uh, I can't remember what call sign was there already. So there was someone sort of holding down the vaccine centre and they were sort of getting pepper, pepper shotted out every once in a while. Mm. Um, 
so we we kind of we made a mistake there and that we sort of bunched up because we were we were equipped with riot shields to go and sort of quell the riot. Um, and we ended up getting pinned down in a rather silly place of which yeah. old Mr. Chief and his sneaky little grenade came over, landed literally right in the middle of us, took about 10, 10 or so. Uh, yeah, it was, three, a, four out. it was a cheeky roll down an alleyway. Oh, and no, it came, it came in. Oh, I thought it was another little cheeky underarm roll. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a. Uh, it was a good shot, and uh, it was just frustrating because it, it shouldn't have killed as many people as it did. Um, but, I mean, that's that's the problem when you've got op four as well floating around in close proximity. So again, we should have push, been pushing those back. I mean, this is the thing. Well, it, it's, it's, to be fair, what we should have done was actually things. on the when you look back. You know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Was actually not even gone into that area, but mm. just actually set a set a hard cordon in around it. Like we had, we had cover on the other side of the road we had the berm there which we could have set up um perhaps maybe well i don't know if the police were probably busy they normally they were normally occupied the majority of the time of the day but bottleneck in the alleyway on the other side maybe but we were so concentrated in that one area it's just literally uh, yeah but one grenade we could quite easily have taken out two call signs there which is apparently a blind throw as well which makes it even more annoying oh cute wizard <laughs> Then bloody, then bloody, then bloody friendly, friendly civil, civil uh, civilian population, yeah. and their and their hand grenades. God, die why I order. So, I mean, <laughs> this is an interesting thing. So for for a lot of milsim events, you, you kind of you go to you find that um, all signs and squads and or sections, whatever you want to call them, they generally tend to kind of adhere to the sort of spacing uh, of say maybe five to ten meters, sort of try and keep people apart. And it's for exactly that reason, which is you know, a single grenade comes in, that wipes out half your team, then you're you're immobile. You, you know, mm. you've got half your team down, you're not going to be very effective in terms of returning fire. Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. in, in a situation like that, where we're surrounded by lots of windows, there wasn't enough people left over trying to cover arcs of fire from the windows. Um so it's it's little things like that that you really have to kind of bear in mind when you're at an event like that, especially when you've got like a, a civilian population floating around you. Yeah, um, because it only takes two seconds for someone to pull out a grenade and throw it. Um, That's it, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and at the time, if it's concealed net, you can't see it. You've got no reason to to perceive that they might have something on them or anything like that. They've not shown any threat. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. It's really tough to sort of manage. I hate them situations. I fucking hate it when it's there's a riot and I say, oh fuck it, just let them riot. And then when it calms down, we'll go out then because it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do nothing about it. What are you gonna do? You know what I mean? <laughs> You know, I'm going to give you one chance to stay over there. If you cross that line, you're going to be shot because you're not going to risk my life and the lives of the guys in my section. And that should be enough then. But no, they cross the line. It's like, well, I can't literally just start shooting you now. But next time I think I might just say, right, this is your first and only warning. If you do this, you will be shot because you're endangering our lives. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Next. <laughs> then we can get it to kick off a bit earlier. <laughs> Uh, well, Ray said, uh, what was good, though, was when the Civ Pop started throwing those foam bricks and a smoke grenade, the TF started shooting people that were throwing things. Um, yeah, I mean, there was there was a couple people that took the right, I think, a little bit too far um, in terms of... Uh, there, there was one particular chap who... He might as well have been an actual riot. Like, he, he, was, he, he was slinging fists and, you know, He's throwing his proper weight around. Oh, uh, the guy pushing through the um, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. That, I don't mean though the gen. Uh, to be fair, I've not seen him at one of the events before. But yeah, I was a bit like, okay, mate, uh, I get your writing, but there's a line yeah. of, you know, I yeah. get that you're writing. He, he was, but you he was really happy down. about pushing through. But it's like, I mean, he he was proper throwing his way. I mean, I think he threw someone against the wall at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah well, my my yeah, M4 he... nearly come a cropper, and I was like, right now you're starting to piss me off a bit, mate, because you're actually proper like. You know, play the yeah. game a bit. You know, we are here to stop a riot. You know, tit for tat, blah blah blah. Back you go, back you go. Because it's not like, like it's not like we can all just suddenly whack out collapsible buttons and just start hitting the crap out. Exactly, of yeah, that's where like... literally where it was going. Um, and I was just like, mate, you need to calm down a bit. I, I get that you're rioting, and I get a little bit of to and fro and a bit of shoulder. And yeah, go on, get back, you bastard. Blah blah blah. But he was but like, literally like shield, we could have we could have almost been power? in a scrum if I didn't have my. We could have been scrumming, locked on and scrummed each other. That's how, but. Much he was, I was like, mate, you need to calm down a little bit. Come on, play the game. You know, it's just yeah. you against five of us. We're not going to physically push you and hit you back, but you are just like, pissing me off now. And then he just like, yeah. I went against. So I was just like, okay, whatever, go through because you're you're clearly a foolish person. <laughs> yeah, but there we go. Uh, Ray says there was a guy on up four that pissed a few TF guys off. He was being a dip, bit of a dick, getting in people's faces. So See, that's the thing. I don't mind getting in people's faces. But it was the it, it was it was bordering on physical aggression. Um, yeah, I don't, which... I don't mind that. Yeah, I don't mind the shouting and hollering. There was a guy there, oh. a, quite a lean chap with a black baseball cap, black top on. And he's he used to he's, he's always really funny because someone would say something to him or, or or point or accidentally raise their rifle a little bit, and he'll be straight on them. You fucking point a rifle at me, and they're just like, oh my god, uh, uh, no, I wasn't. Uh. <laughs> you just see people like. Oh. <laughs> Just looking down here, and he's like, he's but he's so quick on his on his comebacks. So it's brilliant. It's proper funny. But, but yeah, I love all that. But yeah, he the mate you've been previously was talking about with the right. Yeah, it's just like, man, you need to chill out, buddy. <laughs> you need a cup of tea. That's what you need. Uh, Fresh meat says I did notice a few TF just ignore the ROE and shoot civilians without reason a few times at that event. That does happen. Mm. Uh, people get a bit trigger finger happy, don't they? And start, start just shooting people for no reason but mm. that's that's where the comms companies and that's where you know you're working as a team and you've got to kind of try and you know get through see, it, yeah but... and you, you there's got to be some like breath from mining for that because obviously it can it can upset the apple cart a little bit with regards to an event point of view especially from like a planning phase you know where we should be doing this at this point and then the other four coming back saying we've just been lit up you know what do you want us to do by rights now we should be guns blazing because of this so, you know, it's important if you are playing a JTF role, you really, really, you know, the rules of engagement are there, um, obviously, for the immersion factor, but it's it, it leads on to stuff. You can't just go, oh, yeah, no, but I try to show up. You know, it's like, no, because you completely cocked a scenario up now by doing that. So you'd be, be calm. What I would say, though, what I would say is there was a few times that one one particular member of Op4, I won't, I won't sort of describe him because I don't want to upset anyone, but... He was popping rounds off of people, diving behind a wall, thinking that, oh, no one can see me now, putting his gun away, and then walking out as if he was a civilian again. And then got yeah, but that's that people carry on shooting him. It's like, no, we we know you, you were still an insurgent. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've not turned <laughs> into a different person who just happens no, to look like the same person. person. Still, yeah. you, we know you have a gun on you. We know you've just been <laughs> shooting us. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's good. If, if anyone's got any questions, by the way, there's obviously um, there's 16 people in the chat I can see. Um, so if anyone's got any questions about the event, throw them in because we'll happily answer them. Mm, um, if you've not been to a yeah, Legion yeah. event or anything before, 
noted. Make this as much of a Q&A as possible. Um, Brian James says, the mission briefings before raids were a nice touch. So yeah, absolutely. let's talk about mission briefings slightly for a second. Yeah, so mission briefings, I mean, uh, there's a good, I mean, were you there for most of the mission brief, Mike? One of one of the, one of the late night, I think it was at one AM. We got a, one of the briefings. I was there yeah, I in person. You missed the. Oh, it was hilarious. So we were sitting there ready. Physically, for his brief. I was there. Alistair, lovely gentleman, um, giving us his brief, and he's got he's a, he's a very well spoken man, um, and it felt like a real proper briefing. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got you've got like the head sheds up at the front there, giving you this brief and this task, and you're going to be doing at night time. It's night op. and um, he's just kicking off. He's like, right, gents, this is what we're going to be doing. Blah 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 blah, and then all of a sudden we're just. And like I've looked over and uh, literally I've just seen Kettles, who's our uh, acting team leader for the weekend, gone fucking wake him up and calls who's asleep. I who's asleep, I was like, told every minute of downtime. We weren't on downtime. We were getting a briefing. <laughs> you were like, and then Mike's reaction was, I wasn't asleep. And there's like there's thirty <laughs> people in the room and everyone's like, well, yeah, you were. <laughs> Unless you snore whilst you're awake, <laughs> which I do sometimes do. <laughs> so that was quite comical. Yeah. Pretty awkward. There we yeah. go. I felt <laughs> so bad. And I went I went in and apologized to the guy afterwards. I was like, you know, I'm really sorry I fell asleep at the briefing. I was just, you know, literally having just come off of stag. So, to be fair, you didn't really miss anything. You literally No, because it was the same Mike mission said, that we've always done that morning. Good it? evening, like, gents, and blah blah blah. And then you literally you were awake again. So yeah, I w I wouldn't worry too much. But it was funny. It was very... but the fact you turned around, I wasn't asleep. Like well, yeah, you were, but everyone saw you asleep. Don't lie. <laughs> make it worse for yourself. <laughs> But yeah, the briefings were a wicked touch. It was really cool. You know, it's good detail, good locations. Um, you know, uh, organising the uh, the sections into like QRF support, our fire support group, the actual assaulting teams and things like that. Yeah, it was great. Wicked. All the team leaders in there taking details down, bits and bobs on the op, what to look out for, and you know, points of interest. It was cool. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed. I think that's it. that's that's one of the things that makes an event for me is is the pre-briefings and debriefings afterwards is the, mm, the detail and things like yeah, that because it's it's having that catch up it, it's it's having the time to go right this is what we did this is why we did it um there's some intel here we think there's something going on over there and it's feeding that back into the storyline mm, um mm. but from a team perspective as well it gives you an opportunity to go right guys we, we fucked up there you know what can we it's do differently that, yeah. next time and that's because otherwise you just go out making the same mistakes you get annoyed that you're getting shot and blown up all weekend and you never mm. kind of have any kind of improvement mm. um, that's definitely one other thing i'd recommend is um is after you come back in or off of a off a task in or whatever it is you've done you know obviously your team leader will get a debrief with the with the uh with the ci or zero but have a, an, an internal team debrief as well like talk about you know what you might have done wrong things that you, the, the team leader until i see they might notice things that guys doing out on the ground so look i'm not going to point fingers and name names or anything but you know, just let's, when we're patrolling, you know, two hands on your weapon, checking your arcs, checking your positioning within your, your order of patrol and things like that when you're out on pathway, staggered file or extended line, keeping keep keeping that framework together, you know, checking the guy behind you, we sort of like five, ten seconds, making sure the guy behind you is still there, you know, do a, do a little 360 turn and then carrying on or whatnot, um, taking a knee when you stop, all those little patrol disciplines and things mm -hmm. like that uh, is always handy. And it's like I said, if you, but if you don't air... It's just like bad habits, and they keep building up. Then you keep going. Oh, no, it's not real, you know, Christ. But you, you know, you want it to be a, a, as real as possible for the immersion side of it. So if you can sort of like square out them bad habits early on, it, it makes it just for a better event next time. I mean, this this for me was fantastic. I mean, just having all the guys back together, I thought we'd done really well. I mean, as a team, as like the punishers, like the zero line three team, 
um, obviously with Mr. Brewer and the and Danny and, and Wayne as well, um, included in that. It was it, it was just fantastic just to have them them three additional guys and obviously having our, our guys. But it's been a long time since we've all been together at that sort of size. I mean, we were a fourteen man fourteen man section. Like we were the biggest call sign at the at the event, which was wicked, you know. And I think we used that really well. And the fact that we could get cut in half to carry out two different taskings at the same time, um, and did it and did it well. Do you know what I mean? Whether it was on we were one on QRF or one on Stag or one out on Foot Patrol or something, it was brilliant. And a lot, yeah, we a couple of cock ups we've made internally as a team, um, mm. things out on the ground. But it's things you work on, and it and it didn't take anything away from the event at all. I just thoroughly enjoyed it, and it was. I was so grateful to Mark for stepping up and sort of like team leading for the weekend, uh, taking the pressure off of me a bit. Um, and it was nice for me to just sort of step back and just enjoy it for what it was. Not that I wouldn't do as a team. Well, leader, you were still radio up. I mean, I wouldn't. I was, say still, I was still running the comms. Back, I was still yeah. running the comms. Yeah, I didn't want to put it all on him. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to put it all on him, bless. But um, yeah, it was just. It was just wicked. It was wicked to see, and uh, it, it really sort of reignited me flame. If you like, you know what I mean, having a hiatus from not being able to do many events for a couple of years because of bloody COVID, but now they're all coming back now and everyone's sort of finding their feet again. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was such a good event to go back to, and what a welcome back to Longmore as well yeah. uh, for everybody for Op4 and JTF, everyone to come back and you know, no dramas as such really. There was not that I heard of anything bad or anything like that happened. Everyone just had a bloody good time and like and a, and a wicked Op4 side to go up against. You know, some real gents on that side. Um, and some, it's nice to see some familiar faces as well on there, which is cool. So I highly recommend it to anyone. Get on a, get on a, get on the next uh, Legion event. Mm. Well, that's good. Uh, roll into our next question. How many first timers would you say were there, and how did they mix them in? So I can't can't really speak for Op Four because again, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if there were first timers on the JTS side, I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't. I didn't pick them out to be honest with you. I mean, at the end of the day, Nick. I mean. I suppose this is an event that you could probably quite easily attend um, if you're new to Milsim uh, from a JTF point of view or, or for an Op4 point of view, uh, purely because of the fact you're um, you're in hard cover. You know, you've got um, you've got like uh, our billet. What does it have? One, two, three, four, six. You had 12 guys per billet. Um, you've got uh, like a double metal bunk bed, all with mattresses in there. Um, so all you had to take was a sleeping bag and a pillar or whatever. So that was your sleeping kick squared away. You didn't need a basher or anything like that. It, Probably worth maybe taking one if you're out on a recce sort of thing. You got to pitch up for a, a couple of hours and put an OP in or something. But you could get by on minimal kit for that event. From my point of view, from a JTF point of view, you wouldn't need to have all of the kit required for sort of like two days out in the forest or something. For example, completely different setup. Um, so yeah, I think I think someone new to Milsim, um, I think a couple of battle sims under your belt would be a good idea uh, for sort of like the structure of. Uh, like getting commands from zero, being in a section and having a team leader and carrying out those sorts of tasks that are different to like a skirmish day where you'd actually given a split. You are going on a combat patrol in this grid reference, looking out for this, 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 and other, any intel, feed it back to us uh, and doing them sorts of duties. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think you'd need to be um, a seasoned sort of Milsim before you went to, to, a, to a Legion event at all. I think, I think it'd be, I think it'd be quite good. For, for any new guy, I don't think anyone should be afraid of attending one. And if you are uh, stuck or, or it's, I mean, Mike, all his staff there, and Mike, they're, they're happily help you out, mate. Really approachable guys. Uh, yeah, wicked, wicked marshals or event organizers, so I say, or DSs. Um, mm. Any of them are, are happy to help you. know, Luke, who's, who was our CO and Alistair, they were, they were brilliant. Um, and obviously the big man, Mike himself, will happily 
hopefully give some guidance and tips as and when it needed. But yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't scare any uh, uh, new attendee off from going to Legion. I think I'd be, be more than welcome to go myself. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, the the only hesitation I would say is just when you when you book on, say that you're relatively new. It might be just worth doing that. You can put like an additional comments in there because um, they do tend to sort of group up lone stragglers with other call signs. Um, mm -hmm. And Mike does a really good job of kind of mixing people in. And I think if you just let them know roughly what your kind of uh, what kind of level you're at, I guess. I mean, if you're going to rock up to an event with full nods, thermal, everything like that, it, it's more of the equipment point of view. If you don't have all of that, and then they suddenly put you in a section. So, for example. Um, What's Charlie Gaines' mob called? Oh, Trojan. Trojan. So if they randomly put you in with Trojan, for example, to kind of make up the numbers of that call section, uh, that call sign, you might struggle a little bit because those guys are kind of very well hitted out. They've got all the stuff and they're kind of working together quite well. Whereas, for example, with us, our call sign, I think we had like two or three thermal scopes between 14 of us. And I think don't think we had any night vision or anything like that. No, um, so it, was it, might be, it was one oh, or two okay. nights. Yeah, it might just be like they, they kind of mix you with kind of people that are sort of similar level or mike knows the people going basically so he's got an idea about where you would fit in yeah um, he, he I, I think he sort of arranged it that he wouldn't put you in a situation that you wouldn't be able to deal with basically so like sending a team out that's all got green eyes and then you as well i mean not having said that if you was put with charlie's mob i'm sure they'd happily look after you anyhow oh they'd look after they you are, i think yeah, i think you would just obviously, struggle with yeah because obviously yeah. if they're cutting through woodland and they've got the green eyes on and you're sort of like fuck me where do i go now you know Obviously, they look after you, but you know, you, oh, you there get you go. what I'm saying. Ryan said he had five new guys in his team who were first timers, including himself. So. Well, there we go. Ryan, then, I don't yeah. think you can count yourself as a first timer, though, seeing no, as you no. actually do the real stuff. Absolute like... hero. <laughs> Absolute hero of that but weekend. Um, I, I've just got to find the picture. That fireman's carry was just. Yeah. Was, was, when Mike put it on Instagram, I was like, I know both the guys in that bloody photograph. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fucking hero. <laughs> But the um, the medic rules for the event are basically you can't just like put your hand on someone's shoulder and like walk them off. The yeah, like, follow me into cover. I'll, I'll yeah. medic you. You've actually got to either um, drag them by the belt kit or drag them on a, on a or put them on a stretcher. Or as a uh, Ryan's fine example when when Mike loads it up. Uh, yeah, I can't apologise because there's some other photos on here that people are going to pop out, and it's his, particularly that uh... one on the far right with the sausages. Um, but. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> it's all random team chat. That's the problem. But uh, this is Ryan here, um, carrying my brother out of out of harm's way. So, uh, it was just epic, yeah. and that, that's how you get a casualty to uh, to uh, to get medivac back in. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Right. I'm there. still disappointed that no one no one fireman lifted me out anywhere. Like I was dragged a couple times, but that was about it. Mm. But you still, a lot of your injury was self inflicted, though, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, well, that one was, yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, I fell over a pile of rubble in front of Rage and a few other people, and oh, I'm still recovering from it. My leg has gone proper bruised from like my ankle to my knee. Yeah, black and um, blue that leg is. You did yeah. take a big tumble over that mound of rubble. Oh, that's all right. Ryan's going to get me in the next event. Nice one. Cheers, bud. You wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's like challenge accepted. He just comes running over. I'm not even injured. He's just like running over. He just picks me up. <laughs> As soon as you, you you'll be walking in with your kit bag on the Friday evening, like, all right, <laughs> carry it to your billet, sir. <laughs> Kenny Revel says, "What are the op four camos at Legion? I don't own any MTP clothes." Uh, 
OD greens, block colors, blacks, civvy stuff. Jeans, t-shirts. Yeah, anything not MTP-ish or like NATO-esque colors like Desert DPM or Digicams and, you know, bits and bobs like that. I think it's mainly block colors. Tans. Is tan all right? I'm not sure if tan's all right. Uh, OD green, tan. 100%. Yeah, I think um, tan so falls under um tan might uh, be jtf green colors. Uh, but 100% od green civvy black um i'm guessing like a very dark brown or dark gray as well those sorts of colors mate yeah any any of the non nato camo patterns you you should pretty much be okay with i think i think you can know i think you can use dpm as well uh, woodland dpm i think is right for op4 you'd have to double but then there, there isn't the rule set mate if you look on the legion events um, uh, they have a generic rule set for the camo uh, patterns that the, uh, each faction can use and stuff like that. So yeah, I won't worry at all, mate. You'll be uh, you'll be golden on, on op four. Good night, Wayne. See that fresh, mate. All the best, mate. All the best. So highlight of the weekend for you, Mike. Uh, highlight of the weekend. I I really liked. This is going to sound crass, but I really liked the end of the weekend when it was like the last two hours. Uh, it was you, me, Ryan, and a couple of Ryan's guys just sweeping through buildings. Mm. And we were doing it at pace. We, we were just literally knocking knocking buildings out left, right, and center. And we cleared all the way up to the church along that back run. Mm. I did it with what can only be described as a half-broken leg. Um, and we it were crawling through tiny, it was fantastic tiny little trap door holes or whatever like that. <laughs> Which oh, that, was, that was quality. They're just about the same size as me in terms of the hole. You got um, through there with ease, mate. There was room to spare. <laughs> Absolutely. I, on the other hand, because <laughs> you went through it. But, oh, right. Fantastic. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Ran and just dove forward like Klinsman and forgot I had my day sack on. I went, <laughs> I was like, Mike, I better take my backpack off first. Yeah. Can you hold this? And then sort of shimmy through. <laughs> that was it was, it, no, it was just literally, we were just building after building after building. I mean, at, at that point, Maybe there wasn't as many op four in those buildings as there were earlier, but we were still building clearing. We were still taking people out as we moved through. There was proper like um, mm. uh, coordinated, like working together. Like we were clearing arcs of fire, moving moving quite swiftly, and that that for me was like the pinnacle of it because it was like it felt proper at that point. Like up until then, we'd been doing a lot of sort of forest fighting and sort of trying to come in. Uh, into the town, whereas we didn't spend a lot of time in the town itself throughout the weekend. Do you know what? That's um, quite a good, in, in a way, for for it to be an urban training centre to actually be more outside of it on the perimeters and doing bits and bobs cutting about. I don't think was actually a too bad a thing. I know we go, everyone goes there for the buildings and stuff like that. But <clears> it sort of led up to that crescendo at the end. I think if we'd been in and out of buildings all weekend long and doing this and doing that and sort of stuck in rooms and fucking hell, we're in another little murder hole now. We can't get out of here. Um, I think when that ending came, I don't think it would have had the effect on us that it did. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's because we weren't in there much. And when we got in there, we were like, right, let's go. Fucking bang. And, it, and we, it was pace, man. It was pace. You know, we had, we had fire support group. We had Wayne, the couple of guys sat up there hammering upper windows whilst we was peeling off and going, going door to door, basically just peeling into each room and then going up and zigzagging basically like a snake all the way up and down through these hours. It was wicked. Loved it. Knackering, but absolutely loved it. Yeah, Ryan says highlight had to be the fun. Yeah, mate. Yeah, absolutely agree, mate. Yeah, it was brilliant. You boys were fantastic. It was really cool. Mm. Go on, lads. Go on, How lads. about you? What's your highlight? Uh, well, yeah, obviously the the, the last attack. Um, uh, highlight for me for the weekend. 
<laughs> highlight for me of the weekend. It had to be uh, completely unplanned, but happening across that mortar position on the, yeah. after our first patrol. Because um, because when we got back to the fob and I went in and debriefed with um with Luke the OC and uh, and Kettles and that, uh, he said no, see up so you know give us a brief overview of what happened. So I told him about the potential ID threat, which turned out to be a, a false alarm, so no police cover. So we um we patrolled on a wide arc all the way around. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll come back Twice. to that. You keep going, keep yeah, going, keep it. going. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, and I said, oh, no, when we obviously happened across this mortar, 81 mil mortar in the woodland, he was like, what, this grid here, blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah. He went, yes, fucking yes, like that. I was like, oh, is that a good thing? He's like, yeah, fucking right, it's a good thing. I said, oh, I thought I'd screwed like some of the game. I thought this was like, uh, I don't know if I should have found you yet or not. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 not at all. He said, it's an enemy firing position. He said, brilliant stuff. I was like, oh, woo, yeah. <laughs> I don't feel guilty now. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was cool. It was cool. Just that little things, little bit. And, and seeing them, all the guys just doing, just doing their thing, you know, smiles mm. on faces, no complaining at all from anyone. It was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Just fantastic. The only thing that did piss me off about the weekend was that the, there's the lack of cover in that sand fob now. The fact that you've just got yeah. a sanger in each corner and a building. It's just I think like, some oh. of that's I think some of that's the buildings as a whole. I you know the the approach to a lot of the buildings there's there's not really yeah, yeah, I mean, with a with a reasonable show of force, you can hold that town quite easily. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, the, the 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 assault that we did over the railway line is quite it's quite a tricky assault. Uh, is long is long. You've got I mean, to have you, eyes everywhere to get yeah. up and over. Well, because obviously, when we assaulted uh, nine and ten at the end, we didn't know how many guns are in nine and ten or eight, seven, and six. <laughs> it was all the buildings. They were they were coming out Literally. all the way. So it's like, right, okay, the theory was was attacking it from the left-hand side railway tunnel only gives you the end of one house and the end of another house to sort of hit you if you go quick enough. But literally, yeah, just got lit. I mean, I think, what was it, three of us made it across? Yeah. A couple of grenades and that, and the rest of the section were down. So obviously you reorg. By the time the three of us actually got into nine and ten, cleared them two buildings, uh, section could respawn in sort of like five, ten minutes. And come up over the top of the railway line down the bank and then in through the bottom windows, which was wicked. And then we were sort of in there. That's when once we got our baseline established, um, you know, it was it was trying to suppress four fronts, two sides on one side of the street, two sides on another side of the street, as well as getting an, uh, an assault force to go building to building. I know the Trojan boys, and I think three two um, went up uh, Jan Smuts close, and then we took Pretoria, didn't we, with three one. Mm. Uh, and elements of fourteen, I think, and we just. Plowed. I think the problem we found was the fact that the big, the kind of a big initial push wiped out quite a lot of people, and then obviously you're reorganising yourselves and kind of get back into the fight. But then at that point, it becomes a bit trickly in terms of your reinforcements. Mm, so you never mm. end up with like everyone's back there at the same time to then do a big push all at once. Mm. Um, it was good though. Once we once we sort of reorg, we went back to the uh, to the uh, compound, didn't we? And sort of reorg mm. ourselves. Everyone sort of came in. And it's like right. Let's get this plan set in stone. Um, we did have Hero suggest um oh, doing something. I don't know who the guy is, but we sort of looked at each other and sort of went, What? Who are you? <laughs> I don't think you were there. You might not have been there, but it, it was quite comical. It was uh it was a uh, it was intense. It was like, this is what we need to do. I was like, Whoa! <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> oh hi Charlie. Uh he there said, he yeah, is. pushed up Jan's, uh, Jan Shark's clearest then. 
that then we pushed across to one two three four Pretoria and close that's yeah. the kid you mate yeah and then we did uh we did eight nine and ten and then we did eleven through to sixteen or something on Pretoria <laughs> up towards the church that's good catch us see you later Nick. all the best mate but yeah it was a great end to uh what was a from in my eyes uh, a perf a, a fantastic weekend and I couldn't I can't really find a fault with it from my personal mm. point of view if I had to I, I cannot you know you say oh if I had to choose something I re I genuinely can't I'm struggling I wish my M4 worked that would be it for me so that's all Legion's fault thanks for that Legion thanks for not <laughs> fixing my gun when I arrived on the Friday night you bastards but um <laughs> that's completely yeah. my own doing um but yeah I I, I honestly cannot find uh I honestly can't find fault with it with the event itself. Danny has thrown his favourite thing into the uh, into the mix, um, which is when Mike tried throwing the smoke. So there was a rule: no smoke yeah. in buildings, and we were we were trying to push from one corner of a bit of set buildings to another. So I got inside with like a an older guy, like the quick pull, uh, dual vent smoke grenades, and I got oh, bright orange. I thought great. I, I, Struck it and I threw it out the window. Incendiary. I threw it out the window and it, it went smack into the wall and bounced onto the floor. At which point I'm just filling the room with smoke. I'm like, oh shit! So I went to pick it up again. Went to throw it back out the window because I, I was a little bit conscious of the fact I'm now picking up a lit pyro. I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit like, oh, I don't want to hurt myself here. So I, I picked it up sort of quite gingerly and just sort of tried to lob it out the window. And it smacked into the fucking other side of the window frame again. Um. And then literally, you we were just a bit of a pickle, didn't you, mate? I did. I was shouting at myself. I was very unhappy. The whole building was filling with orange smoke. Um, there's other other cool signs like "There's no smoke in the building." So I know like, I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> I'm just sitting there crying, holding his pipe. Oh, I didn't mean to. Um, but when the smoke dissipated, honestly, there was orange powder everywhere. Like the floor was just covered. You could see where the smoke grenade had been. You could see the marks on the wall where it hit the wall and then bounced off again. Oh, it's mm. chaotic. Oh, you did apologize to the marshal though. It was a very kind. I did apologize to the marshal because ultimately we are we are guests of the MOD at that site. Mm. And they, they specifically said no pyro in buildings. And I don't know if that's because it throws a whole load of orange shit everywhere, or if it's the um just the safety point of view from smoke or something inside the buildings. But mm. well, um, it's certainly no smoke in buildings. I don't know, but obviously other pyros can be used, but <laughs> certainly no smoke grenades. Um, but it was a complete mistake. It was a you know, genuine mistake. And it was it, it was funny, so that was fine. The marshal found it funny. Um, <laughs> and Danny obviously we, he heard you shouting at yourself. <laughs> shit on it, Jackie. <laughs> shit on it. <laughs> um, Ray says, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, we're going back to sort of a while ago now. So the only downside was our kit had to be kept in separate locations to where we were sleeping. Oh, was that? Oh, was that because of obviously them buildings being in play rage? I'm guessing, mate. Mm. Well, presumably because otherwise mm. people would just come in there and start raiding it and finding weapons and stuff and calling it in. Because I know rage. Well, no, rage I, don't, I think you could. I think you could obviously clearly see that a bed setup is a setup. I certainly wouldn't do that. Um, no, but I guess I guess that's part of the immersion, isn't it? Maybe is the fact yeah, that if perhaps, you've got... perhaps. Yeah. Um, fair play to the boys for staying in the old buildings. Good on your lads. Yeah. Good on your lads. I think they should have had the op four guys in the village through uh, though, and not in the posh houses, as nobody was there at night apart from us, as we stayed there. Yeah, I mean, it does make it more immersive when you're actually on patrol and like the village is lit up with like lights yeah, in the windows. Yeah, the, 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 the old, the old are... shutter now and again. Yeah, just see the, just see the metal shutter opening slowly and rage again. 
Oh, they had a weapon stash that we went to find. Was that in the church by any chance? Yeah, it wasn't in the church, was it? No one's allowed to go because it's hallowed ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect place to hide. That's where I'd hide it. Like, yeah. And all the insurgents kept coming from, surprisingly. Yeah. Well, ponder this thought for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fresh Meat said, can we do it again? That's a question. Absolutely. Charlie says that there. said, one of the best Blue Force sides he's played on for a long time. So, yeah, absolutely, mate. Completely agree. Wicked call signs there. Many different teams from uh, across the across the country. Uh, yeah, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was really good. Nice. Um, oh, cool. So I was comment about rotations for oh, four. Sorry. Ah, oh, that's all right. That's fine. Yeah, apparently up four had rotations, three hours fighting, three hours sit fought, three hours rest. Oh, okay, cool. Not too dissimilar then. Oh, there we go. Ray said that their weapon stash was in one, two, three, four at the bottom by the fence to the base. Huh. Oh, fair play. Nice. I think I went over there the whole event. Where's got... one, two, three, and four then? Is that the first row of houses near the posh end? Probably the brown ones, isn't it? Down by the SF base. So if I, if I was to look at the church from with my back to the sand fob, they're one, two, three, and four would be off to the right. Towards so they're, they're are they the first of the old houses next to the new ones at the back? I think so, yeah. Like the nearest of the old houses to the, this the is, actual base. This is fun enough, Rage, why we didn't find your weapon stash. Because mm. even if you tell us where it is, we still don't know where it is. <laughs> Railway end one, two, three, and four. No, it can't be because it's that's seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven, twelve. Oh, one, two, three, four nearest to Sam Fob. Yeah. Uh yes, but right at the bottom. Right, okay, and we've got one, two, three. One and two was the raid we did, the uh, early morning raid. So yeah, there was nothing in there. That that that, that had been bugged out for like a couple of hours. But it was good drills nonetheless. I mean, watch, uh, that was another good highlight for me was actually watching you guys because I was on far support with Kenny. Yeah. Um, watching watching the boys uh, storm into that building was wicked just to see it. It was quality. See these little heads <laughs> pop up at the top. I was like, yeah, oh, lads. No one in there, but fuck it. Brilliant. Celebrate. Ray says, are you doing? Uh, are you going to Bramley in May? So I'm not. I'm on. No, a, um, sadly, I'm not. Stuff, so. I'm not, mate. Unfortunately, no. I've got the defiant one. Uh uh, which is the weekend after the Bramley event. So I'll be doing the Defiant one in June, June 3rd to the 5th, in it, Mike? Which is that the Op? Yes. Oh, we'll keep it in the I keep wanting to say Op Cabri, but that's that's the, that's the SEO one. It's the. Um... No, not Op Merlin, it's the other one. Uh, Op Blood Tide, Red Blood something. Red Tide. Red Tide. Red Tide. Yes. Op Red Tide at Defiant, uh, first weekend of June, mate. So, yes, yeah, sadly not. I haven't been to Bramley yet either. I'd love. To, I, will, I really want to go there. So the next one, the next meal sim at Bramley, I will attend. As long as my wife says I can, of course. Uh, and John I've not says, when's your already. next event, lads? <laughs> uh, my yeah, next event be, is uh, actually this actually, weekend. John, I'll be sending you a message uh, this evening, mate, or get in touch with me because I'll probably forget because I'm useless uh, regarding the Defiant event uh, in June, mate. I'll be dropping you boys a message who were at the SEO event with myself and Wayne. So... um Perhaps you guys could attend, have a, have a chat with the lads, have a look at it. It's the first weekend in June, um, up Red Tide with Defiant. So you have a look, mate, see what you think. Good to have yeah, you Rage boys said, along. Rage said he wanted to do the Defiant one, but it's the bank holiday weekend. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. They do have T-shirts for sale as well now. There's T-shirts for sale. Yeah, T-shirts for sale, <laughs> if that tempts you. I'm, I'm uh, going back to the 
briefings and bits and pieces. Yeah, Mike says, uh, yeah, that's definitely a good shout. Post mission debrief while sorting admin. Yep. So. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Ryan says, problem with running a rad up is uh, not as your SC or 2IC is the delay. Mm. Which, yeah. Especially when your 1IC doesn't have comms with your radio op. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that can be a problem sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so at one point, we lost, we lost comms with both the two IC, the one IC. I think I can't remember, Mike, if you lost comms as well. I think your battery died from memory. So we were there was a lot of hand signals towards the end of the event. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, so John John said, when's your next event? So the next one literally is this weekend. So with the AI 500 this weekend. So if anyone's there, come say hello. Uh, we'll have some stickers and bits and pieces. Um, yep, stickers on us uh, for good cheeky yeah. giveaways um, and some patches for sale. Oh, we do have stuff to give away, don't we? We've got. I forgot a, that we're giving we, Are yeah, we going to mention actually, it, or are you going to keep it as a surprise for the event? We're going to keep it. So uh, no, we can mention it. So um, Dale very kindly gave us a little breach of shotgun, um, which we've been a bit conscious of how we give that away to somebody, because uh, he gave it to us as a giveaway. Mm. Um, so we've got some basically some bits of kit that Lance and I are kind of boxed up, and we're just going to walk around the event and just give it to people that we think look deserving of it. Um, mm. So well, like we, 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 with regards like to the shotgun and that, we was looking for if there's a, 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 a lad or a ladette at the event this coming weekend who uh, who shows some real sort of gumption and, and really gets stuck in. If it's a if it's a new event, if it's like one of their first times to to an airsoft weekend or something like that, then you know it's a sort of like keep our beady eyes peeled and uh, sort of go here you go have a shotgun. You done really well, <laughs> <laughs> basically. Um, we thought that's probably the fairest way to get rid of it. Arming children. To pass it on to somebody. So that's the that's the plan. We'll have a few little bits and bobs on us. Um, yeah. So it's going to be cool for the social, the social side a, of things. I've been putting a little box together of stuff, basically, that I can, uh, yeah, we, can just, we can just give away some of the box bits. Loads of stuff. Uh, Dan says, what side are we booked on for Defiance Game? Uh, we are DEA. 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 DEA, motherfuckers. Which inadvertently apparently has hard cover to sleep in over the way. I'm new. Can I have a free game, pretty please? You, of course you can, Mr. Gay. You come sit in my lap. We'll talk all about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. So Charlie came up to our billet, right? And he's about 19 foot tall. I'm about three and a half foot. And I was stood on the step. So I had about a foot and a half. I had about a foot and a half reach on him, didn't I? Wait. And he stood there and went, oh, mate. I went, hello, mate. And I stepped off the step. And literally, I was just like, so it's like eye level was crutch. I was like, hey, Charlie, how's it going up there? You've, like, you've got frost on top of your head. <laughs> I mean, so I'm going to get back on the step because I was taller. Then I can, I can eyeball you better. <laughs> it was like the naked gun. You know, when matey, the detective, his assistant, in, yeah. whenever we're in shot together, all you can see is like the bottom of his tie because he's that tallest guy. And he's like, you've got something on the side of your mouth. And he... Flicks it and like a whole banana just drops on the desk. <laughs> and so it was like that sort of situation. There's me down there, there's Charlie's like fucking disappeared into the canopy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, the last last comment that came in, uh, James C said, Not those tiny ISO containers, they're fucking horrible. I'd rather a battery any day. I don't yeah. mind them, to be honest. Do you know what, James? I felt a bit claustrophobic when I lay was, I was on the bottom bunk, so I had a bunk above me. I had Kenny sleep, and obviously, he weighs less than a fart. Um, so it wasn't too bad, but you still see the sink of his mattress. Like, oh, you're right there, aren't you? Um, so I, yeah, yeah, I was quite grateful for old Captain Snore in here. Um, so I, I set up me a cot bed outside and just, yeah, just got me head down out there. It was lovely. Yeah, 
clear. I, I, saw, I saw a shooting star. I laid back, looked up, and it went linear with the way I laid. I was like, sign. Science is going to be an amazing event, and it was. There we go. See, Let's see if I can find the picture of the um, the, the containers. It was cool. Well, it's see, comfortable enough. It's comfortable think, enough. It's warm it's, enough. It's There's electric heater in there and stuff. Yeah, it's definitely worse being on the bottom bunk as opposed to the top. The top does make a difference in terms of. No, um, if you're a bit claustrophobic, I'd say sleeping on the top bunk would be better. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying the, the top bunk. Oh, better. sorry. Right. Yeah. Um, because of that. Um, I mean, <laughs> my brother slept on the uh, the bunk uh, the bunk below me. Um, <laughs> But the um, it turns out the mattress was genuinely the, the springs holding the mattress up, genuinely held up by cable ties. Um, so we we hurriedly put a few extra more cable ties on that just to just uh, so, just was just was a, a, a safety precaution, some, some additional support. Yeah, basically, I didn't want to just kill him in the night. <laughs> Although he wanted to kill you at one point for the fucking snoring. He did. He did. <laughs> um. Lawnmower containers, the smell of feet, and the noise of constant mortars. Yep, you can't beat it. Rock anyone to sleep, that would. <laughs> so those, um, I don't know if that's the clearest. Those, those are the containers, basically. There we go. Um, yeah. So the the double one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, ten, ten to a ten to a billet there, chaps. So it's not too bad, you know. If you don't get everyone in there on a bed, you've got a, a couple of beds we use for storing kit and laying rifles on, right? Didn't we? Well, that was that worked quite well. I mean, I have been in these things before, which is literally we've got full ten people in there, and it's just just too much stuff. Yeah, when you um, think about it, I mean, if you uh, if you got like a full two guys to to a to a set of bunk beds, so you have got two Bergens, two rifle bags, possibly a, a secondary admin bag that you brought along, like a civvy bag that you've got to try and get underneath the bottom bunk, which you could probably do at a push or, or get them to one end. But then you've got there's my bed, there's my bed when I slept outside. <laughs> And looked at yonder canopy of stars. Yeah. And there's the little storage crate. Lovely stuff. Uh, James C said they're massive in comparison to where I got put. Fucking luxury. Cancel my last. That's what, what I mean. That? They're not too bad. I mean, you can get you get 10 people in there. We get a reasonable amount of stuff in there. Mm. Um, I know what you mean. I do know what you mean in terms of being on the bottom bunk, though, especially when because they are they are quite um, they hammock almost, don't they? And that they, they proper drop. Um, so you're laying underneath, you do kind of get mm. quite a close proximity oh, to the Danny's, Danny's, Danny's a bit like, oh, Betty. You caught me off guard. Oh, Betty. Didn't he? A bit Frank Spencer there. What's that? Where's your beret? Oh, Betty. I've done a whoopsie. <laughs> oh, we'll have to get, oh, that's going to need a speech bubble in a minute. That'll be uh, that'll be republished yeah. soon. I'll let, I'll let it go on it. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Mm. Uh, Next week, we're probably... I don't know what we're doing next week, to be honest with you. Um, oh, no, there is a thing next Wednesday. Uh, there was a thing next Wednesday. Where's Let's our... get it quick. Um, Phil, Lance, Phil. Oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling. Ooh, Betty, ooh, Betty. I can't keep I doing it. Right. Lance, oh, why don't you, will you tell people about how they can get in touch with us while I look it up? Uh, you should all know by now, so I'm not going to tell you. You get in touch with our normal email, Instagram, uh, uk or lancelancelance.com. Uh, contact us individually on our handles, uh, Mike at Nine Volt Airsoft or myself at the Punish One on Instagram. Any questions or queries? Uh, Andy as well. And uh, reviews. Uh, no one's even sign. reviews. We want reviews. Underscore Quartermaster. Yes, leave reviews. And Andy, of course. Reviews. Andy's not here. Andy's probably at the no. hotel now in the bar. That's why he's. That's why he's not <laughs> here now. The tosser. Yeah. Uh, next week we're going to be doing uh, basic meal sim clothing, so we're going to be kind of going back on the whole. 
classic uh, topic of trousers, base layer tops, socks, and underwear. So it's all that, all that lovely Sexy. stuff. Beautiful. Yeah. Paying particular <laughs> attention to the base layer. Yeah. Uh, there will be the review. I know somebody asked for the review on uh, Lance's favoured socks. Um, that'll be getting uploaded to the website this week. Yes, we've had a f we've done a few this week, haven't we? We have. We oh, have. one thing I did, I did make a boo boo. I left my torch at the site, didn't I? Oh, you did. So my O light Perrin two, I left it magnetised to the fucking metal bunk bed in my billet. I didn't realise till I got back. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, Big Mike from Legion is going to search my billet this weekend because there's a battle sim at Legion. So he's uh, going to have a look, see if it's still there. Hopefully no uh, no uh, trainees or anything have been in there during the week using it for exercise and family. I mean, so what a find. He's laying there on the billet and gone, on the bunk and gone. Oh, what have I? I'll be like, you fucking bastard. So, yeah. I'm an O-light down at the minute. I've got the head strap and I've got the charger, but no bit to go in between the two. Yeah. I'm missing the key ingredient being the fucking light emitter. So, yeah, that's a poor admin on my part, not checking my uh, area was squared away properly before I left it and shut the door. I was too busy sweeping up and doing other things. And I just left it. Thanks, onto some the metal bed frame. Definitely, nick definitely nicking that if it's not found by the Hopefully start. they won't notice it, you know. <laughs> The squaddies, they might think, oh, it's just a summer train with glasses. Like, that's right, I put up there. You stupid squaddy. <laughs> I ain't joking. I didn't mean it. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> oh, Dan said he had a three bedroom house between five of us at Longwell. Ooh. That's all right. We had one of them once in the SF base. It was horrible because we were right above the ops room. <laughs> it was the noisiest experience of my life. I was like, this is fucking stupid. This is why are we in here? <laughs> I'd rather be asleep in the Sanger right now. It was also tired, so, but... so cold. I think, oh, yeah, mate. Genuinely, the container I think was warmer. But we had a lovely yeah. setup there, didn't we? Good stuff, gents. I think it sounds like everyone's enjoyed it from from Op Four to Blue Four. Police have arrived. There he is. There he is. <laughs> Chief of Police in the house. That was wicked. I love. I loved. I love the little police car as it drives around because you're never really sure what it's carrying. You're never Tennessee sure what's in the boot. Hundred percent growing legs, head torches, or a Gucci fine. Fuck off, James. Please don't tell me they've taken it away. Please, mister, can I have my torch back? It's not got the head torch nothing with it, though. It's just it's just the angled lamp itself. It's got the obviously yeah, got the magnetic charging place. The head torch bit's quite cheap to get hold of, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, really cheap, yeah. And it's literally like, that's the upright post of the bed, and it's like, pink, and it's there. Fuck. <laughs> Mike, buy me a new torch. Can't we put it through expenses? <laughs> you think we have expenses? Well, we should have. Create some. <laughs> we'll, do a, we'll do a charity charity fundraiser for you, is that? <laughs> Please donate to Lance's cock up. <laughs> the, um, the police police station was fantastic. Apparently, it had yeah, sandwiches you guys, and tea. Honestly, uh, Fox Squad there, they actually done a fantastic job. It's a, a, a really good police force. Like I said earlier, you know, you'd be smiling at you. weren't sure if he was going to genuinely be smiling or potentially just shoot you in the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like I said to, to recap everything. Fantastic event. Get yourselves booked onto the next Legion Milsim. Uh, you won't yeah. be disappointed. It was brilliant. It was really, really good. Cool. I think that's everything. So next week, base layers. Um, base layers and your generic sort of standard loadout. Yeah. Uh, 
little chinwag about that. Feel free to leave us a review. Uh, five star ones and that get read out um, in funny oh, accents. So apparently by me. Although Andy, Andy might want to do that now. You never know. No, I don't um, think he does. It's just you. <laughs> feel free to drop us a message on any of the socials. Uh, yeah. In the meantime, have an awesome week. Um, yes, enjoy. If you're going AI, out in the weekend. Yeah, for those at AI, we'll see you then. And uh, mm-hmm. Ray asked if we could do a Tranja review at some point. So I, I might have to leave that one with you, Lance, because I don't have a Tranja. Oh, yes, mate. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, I'm going to do some science this weekend, Rachel. I'll keep you posted, mate. I'm oh, do, maybe uh... we'll do like a three a three review. We could do like a little cheap Bango cook set, uh, yeah. jet ball and a Tranja. Yeah, jet ball, Tranja. I want to do the I want to do the Dragon Fuel tabs this weekend on my Crusader mug cook set. And I want to do the Tranja. Um, we've obviously got the heat, the, the wind guard around it, and just want to see which one gets the boil on quicker. Um, at the three, and the, obviously, the new hexy burner style, like the stain, it's more like an and brushed alley looking hexy burner, the British Army one, BCB one, as opposed to the old hexy copper looking color one. Mm. I want to try that out and see just the concentration of the heat, uh, compared to the amount of fuel you've got. So, like one dragon fuel cell, how much does it need to get a boil on? Because one thing I did find with a crusader cook set is that you do lose a bit of heat around the edge of the cup. You get a lot of flameage coming around. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking if there was a tighter... If that base plate for that Crusader mug was ever, a couple of mils smaller on each side, it would concentrate that heat under the cup more rather than escaping around the edge. So I've brought a little windshield with me because we're going to be pretty exposed. So I'm gonna, I've got a little metal windshield that can fold around the... Around the no, I'm not going to be exposed. <laughs> and that, that wasn't what I was but, laughing at. Like, literally, the last event, people lost tents over the side of the cliff. So it, it's proper, proper exposed. But we'll see, um, you know. I'll see what the weather's like. It could be a really poor position to be doing science. So it might have to be wait for a calm day where yeah. the weather doesn't really come into the into it, you know. We'll see. <laughs> Silly Goody said, I met that police force at Octo 8. Uh, they made the event, to be honest. Yeah, they're fantastic chaps, all of them. Really good. Um, and Padraig says, are you lads off to Octo 8 soon? So I'm not. I don't know when the next one is that I can actually make. The next one is Tudnam. We ca- I can't make that one either. Um, not sure if they've got another one at Battle Lakes or maybe Alpha or Bravo site, perhaps. Potentially could maybe make an Augusty event there. Mm. Trouble is, though, it's, it's we're really tricky because there's so we're many We're getting the holidays and it's... Um, well, I've got that and I've got family camping trips coming mm. up and like hot school holidays and that to think about and... You know, try and make I mean, up for the lost to... time that we've lost over the last couple of years. So we need to get some camping trips under our belts again. And we're, we're trying as well to kind of get to some new sites and meet some new people as well. Because obviously, mm. you know, we, we spout on about all the all the weird and wonderful things that you can go and do as an airsoft mill sim or an airsoft event. Um, but, you know, unless we go and try some of these other events as well, we, we don't. We're kind of trying to do what we preach, basically, which is kind of get out there and. Mm. Do some more of these Which things. we're doing, you know, man, that SEO event I did at Dog Tag was brilliant. Mm. Again, fantastic. I've not, you know, this year so far, touch wood, as the events that I've attended have been fantastic. You know, the Octo one to kick the year off, the SEO one, the Legion one last weekend, um, AI 500 this weekend, Defiant in June, all good things. So, yeah, going to be a good year, methinks. Good year for Airsoft. Okay. Harry's got the Octo 8 dates there. So, April oh, 23rd, thanks. 24th. Tottenham, 2nd, 3rd of July. Uh, Battle Lakes, November 11th, 12th. Uh, USA, TBA, Eversley, Alpha. 
Mm-hmm. So April 23rd and 24th is Op Vanquish 3 at Tuddenham. July the 2nd and 3rd is the Tizit Op to be in the Battle Lakes. So is that Battle Lakes the 2nd and 3rd of July? Or is it Battle Lakes November 11th and 12th? I don't know. I don't think that's copied and pasted very well. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the 2nd and 3rd of July. Op, Tizit Op against someone at Battle yeah. Lakes. And then November 11th and 12th is the USA. Um, at Eversley. Okay, 2nd and 3rd July. Maybe you could do that one. Kenny, you can leave reviews on our Facebook page um, or you can use them on iTunes. Um, yeah, I think, I think Podbean as well you can leave them on. Podbean. Spotify you can't, I don't think. Unless everyone's been leaving reviews on there and I've just not found them yet. So. Oh no, I won't be there 2nd and 3rd July because my anniversary is on the 4th so <laughs> we'll probably be away that weekend. <laughs> Oh, I can I try. I'll try. I'll try. I'll give it a go. Yeah, give it a go. I'll, I'll let you have that conversation with Versus. When the next airsoft event, you'll be running around because you'll be lighter because you'll have no testicles. Exactly. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. There's always that to, there's always that to think about. <laughs> right. We better go. It's, it's now yes. an hour and a half. So thanks, everyone, for joining us. We will be back next week. Uh, hopefully, Andy will be able to join us as well. We will be back It'll as be a threesome fun. again. Love a threesome. Meantime, have an excellent week. We shall see you then. Say goodbye, Lance. Goodbye, Lance. Ciao. Ah, oh, prick. <laughs>